and welcome to the Late Show, another Late Show uh, this evening in which we are going to be looking at sport and how sport relates to our identity or how actually identity is tied up with the things that we do in our lives, the things that we're passionate about and then what happens when all of that is removed from us. So we're going to be thinking about that, we're going to be thinking about how sport can either energise us or perhaps uh, for some people completely turn you off. But we're going to begin to think about sport and how it ties in with the Christian way of life. And I'm delighted today to have again with me my colleague uh, Laura Dagan. Hello everyone. And uh, then we have with us two experts. Yes, we've got Neil uh, Neil Urquhart who at one time was a former chaplain at the Olympics. And they also chaplain to Kilmarnock Football Club, but I don't know whether he got dropped or not, but I know he's not the chaplain anymore, <laughs> but we can have a talk about that as well. And then alongside is Robert Thompson, who works with uh, Neil as a youth pastor and also developing sports ministry in his congregation and the wider area down there in Fullerton Connections. So that's who we're going to be talking to. Thank you for joining us and let's see where this all takes us. So, Neil, good to have you with us tonight. And uh, I know that you're rushing off after this podcast because you're wanting to go and play a five-a-side football game. Is that right? Yes, yes. At the age of 60, I'm still kicking shins and and uh, playing football. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Here's the question. A nice night for it, Neil. It is. It's a lovely, lovely night for yeah. it. Absolutely. Neil, here's the question. I might as well throw it to you right away. Is it not a sin to be competitive? This this competitiveness. I mean, I've got a friend of mine who I won't tell you who he is because we both know him. He's the most competitive person in the world, and he pretends he's not. But he would <laughs> he would he, he competes for anything and everything, you know. And he and yet he purports to be a Christian. <laughs> <laughs> Should we not in honour prefer one another and just let the other person win? Well, the, the, they say that there are two types of losers, good losers and those who can't act. And uh, and there's a bit of truth in there. I I must confess that I'm, I'm quite competitive. I've mellowed in my old age, but uh, my wife, you know, before we get married, she had to come and see me play football. And uh, she couldn't believe that this, this guy, this mild-mannered lad that she was getting to love and know uh, was chesting up to this guy in the penalty box because he was demanding a penalty, you know. Um, I, 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 probably probably it's on the football park that uh, the worst of me has come out. But on another hand, it has been a great uh, anvil in which to to be fashioned and and to learn to, to, to calm the beans, you know, to similar, I guess, to to cool down and uh, learn to, to, to find that actually there is a third way um, you know, good losers knows they can't act. There is actually a third way, that, and, and that's the way of Christ. What does, what does Jesus tell us to do? He says, tells us to love one another as we love ourselves. So it's, it's, it's about learning. So what does comp competition mean for, you know, how do we love our neighbor in competition? Well, we don't just lie over. And the, the, the colleague or the friend that we're thinking of, you know, there's no chance he's going to lie over. Uh, we, we know him too well, but if, if he plays us, if he plays us, you know, for example, in the golf course, um, to the best of his ability, and, and we come against iron against iron, we sharpen each other. 
you don't want people lying over and just letting you win. Actually, them playing their best allows you to develop your best. So, uh, you know, competere, the word, Latin word for to, to compete, actually literally means to strive together. But it has come to be known as striving against. And there is that element in competition, striving against you, you sharpen each other. Um, but there's also that sense of we're, we're helping each other to, to get better, you know, uh, not just in what we do and the way we perform, but in, in who we are, our identity, our character is fashioned as human, is, is grown as we learn to lose. You know, it's an important part of life and living. And you got you, you got to take it in the chin. And a lot of like a lot of competitive, um, you know, competition in sport as well is about your personal best. You know, this striving, you know, to be the best that you can be. Um, I've got a young cousin, and like she was like, she still is actually a competitive swimmer, and she would always and always is talking about her personal best. Um, and so even if she's not winning, you know, being the absolute winner of the race, if she's getting better herself, um, and and each time, you know, she's getting a new PB. Oh, I got a PB. I got a PB. Um, you know that that's. That's actually really good, and I think it's like you know, it's like being able to build these um, characteristics within yourself, and and like you know, disciplines that that help you become the best that you can be. But do you think God sometimes throws us curved balls to see to get us sharpen us up a wee bit? <clears throat> For sure. What do you think, Rob? Yeah, someone said to me recently, anyone can have a world record, only you can have a personal best. Um, I thought I was really wise. I think as long as we're, we practice fair play and as long as we see it as we're testing ourselves um, against other people, um, we're not trying to, to, to break someone else or to put anyone down. And um, there's a lot of importance in there for, for character and being a good winner, even if you are very skilled, so that one day when you do lose, um, you can be a good loser. Um, so, so yeah, as long as it's as long as it's about testing yourself and um, building yourself up and, and testing your skills, then it's it's absolutely fine to be competitive. Yeah. Albert, why do you think it is that um, when people, you know, people talk about how they're feeling down or they're feeling fed up, and then they go and run for a half an hour or an hour, they feel better, it changes their mood, or they go and play a game of football or a game of golf or they do something and they come back different people. What's that all about? The, the sports science scientist in me wants to speak about the physiology. So physiologically, you get a, a release of endorphins and happy hormones straight away. So that's the short-term answer is you get that um, adrenaline, which is the same as if you drink a cup of coffee, you know, you've got access to your adrenal glands and makes you feel a little bit better, a little bit perkier. But long term, I think there's the there's the long term physiological changes where you, you have a bigger capacity to do work, and that can be your, your stuff during the day as well as doing sports. Um, but I think it helps you to develop a solutions based mindset. Um, sport, you're always looking for the solution to the problem. And quite often, if you're playing a competitive sport, you don't have time to think too much about the problem. You've only got time to think about solutions. And that's even true in the gym. You know, if you can't lift one weight, if you can't lift a, a deadlift at a certain weight, you're going to drop that down and lift it. You're not going to sit thinking about it for too long. 
long term you develop this mindset of I can overcome things and if I can't overcome this obstacle, how can I change my approach to the obstacle in order that I can get some work done? Um, whereas if you if you don't have that, um, it's very difficult to emulate that in other, for me it is certainly, um, in other realms of life. Um, that same um, overcoming and perseverance in, in quite as raw a way. So are both of you using sport then as a kind of spiritual exercise? I, 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 uh, I'm, I'm, I'm swimming these days. Um, I went to the physiotherapist and she said, you need to do a bit of exercise you're not used to doing um, to, to get yourself back into sync. She'd done a bit of, of physio on me and, uh, and, she, and she suggested swimming. So I've been swimming Monday, Wednesday and Friday mornings at 6 a.m., getting up at half five and going out with my boy. It's a good bit of bonding with my, my lad, uh, who's 32, and he's going in for a, a duathlon, uh, swimming and, and cycling, I think. And uh, so I tell you what, I wake up swimming. I wake up at eh. It's just it... wild swimming. This is outdoors. This is that. This is a pool, uh, an old sand quarry nearby, that that's uh, that's available to us. And and so six a.m. I'm there three times a week uh, swimming. And and I must confess, I wake up in the morning. I think, oh man, can he face this? But but because my boys doing it as well, I, you know, we get each other up and and we get out there and see once once I'm out there, ah. Oh, it's magnificent. Um, I, I, I'm, I've, I've cast aside my wet suit. I'm, I'm swimming skins now. Well, I'm not quite skinny up, and I've got my trunks on. But uh, you know, it's, it's, and, and see after it. Oh, Wim Hof, it. I'm, <coughs> I'm, I'm buzzing. Uh, it's, 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 it's fantastic. So, and it's the same with football. Even if I lose, uh, uh, you know, I still get, I still get, I'm energized by it. And, and, and in life, we need to find these things that. It's not only sport that can energize you, you know. It's finding these passions that that uh, you know strengthen us, encourage us, spur us on, give us that that extra uh, coping mechanism and and, uh, and and skills that Rob's talking about as well, and, and just just energy for life. Uh, do you know what I think is really amazing? Just hearing these talk, like both of you as well, coming from your different perspectives. Is, is actually just thinking about how God made, you know, how God made our bodies, you know, knowing that actually whenever we, you know, we, we do have this physical exercise, you know, that, that, that we get this, you know, release of the endorphins, you know, and then this spurs us on to, you know, other things and how the exercise, you know, can, you know, help, like, you know, with real life as well, you know, like perseverance and keeping in time. And, you know, I'm just sitting there saying, this is absolutely amazing, you know, how, you know, this just completely holistic approach, you know, and like that God had thought about it all and all, you know, all these wee hormones and everything that just, they, you know, how amazing that is. Oh, I just just wonderful, and I I get what you are saying as well about you know especially like with your your early morning swims, Neil, because you know whenever I'm like horse riding, you know to that is like just oh sometimes you don't feel like it, especially when you've got to get up early and you're tacking up and you're doing all your grooming first, and but when you're out there, oh, and that's that and the release of the endorphins, and it's like oh I'm free. <laughs> And and it's really it's really helpful if we are able to do that with other people, 
And and that's one of the things we're we're trying to do is to act as connections or presbytery pioneer project that Rob's helping us with, and and it's about finding activities, you know, walking, jogging, swimming, cycling, uh, and 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 trying to you know get folk who who aren't necessarily you know won't necessarily go to church, but they'll go to church on a bike, you know, they'll go to church on a on a, on a, in a, in a pool, you know, they'll go to. Uh, to meet with other people and, and uh, we, we try and be intentional about encouraging conversations about, about, about faith and friendship and, and, and what life's about so so that so we so we're using that it's it, it, yeah but it, but you, it doesn't need to be sport you know it's finding the passions that we can share with folk on you know and and mm-hmm. and, and and come together around and and and, and learn together more so what you're seeing here today in this podcast we're seeing is you're saying sport isn't just for young people, but it's for all ages, and you're trying to explore that. Is that something, Rob, that you're working on? Is that part of your project? Absolutely, yeah. Um, again, that solutions-based kind of approach uh, that we all try to have. Um, there's always something you can do, and that's certainly what we should be focusing on, is what can we do. Um, actually, our walking groups are very, very successful. We've got two walking groups at the moment. Um, uh, one that's just started and we've also uh, partnered with a local church to help them uh, to set up a walking group and get training and and they're very accessible um, very easy to chat on a walk as well some of the conversations you know they'll be about absolute nonsense some weeks other weeks they'll they'll be deep theological conversations you know um, and it's getting out it's getting people out into God's creation um, and, and breathing fresh air um so yeah it's been really it's been really good uh but even outside of the missional community there's always something you can do Uh, so many local authorities now have um, hand crank machines for people who are using wheelchairs and so many local authority gyms as well have uh, kind of weight machines that you can move the seat out the way um park yourself in if you're a wheelchair user um so definitely if you if you think that sport's not for you um, look and ask around um, because it is, and, and that's why we've called it active connections. It's not we're not calling calling it sporting connections. So you know you, you maybe won't call walking a sport, but it's 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 getting active, you know, and it's encouraging mm-hmm. that activity and and getting out into nature and and uh, creation. Yeah. So I suppose what the well, going back to the whole sport thing, maybe a quick sort of reflection on you know what is the difference then between watching sport and playing sport and and are they both important and what can we learn from watching and participating but is there a role for the watcher as well as as the participant that's definitely for watching um it can be just enjoyable to watch people, especially really skilled people. My my favourite sport to watch is is mixed martial arts, and there's no way, um, there's no way in the world I'm ever doing that. Um, certainly not against people as skilled as that. And if I did do it, it wouldn't look as good, and it wouldn't be anywhere near as entertaining. Um, but you know, you can watch watch two guys or two two ladies who have, have trained their entire lives and are in peak physical condition. Um, and a battle of wills and skills, um, which is absolutely amazing. But the other side of that is that there's a, a culture in the West, certainly, of sitting watching these people who are honed themselves into physical 
perfection whilst we eat a hot dog and drink a beer. Um, and there's been times in my life where I've fallen into that, you know, and, and it's not always, always positive. Um, so the other aspect of that is watching these pro performers. It's like watching pro anything. You know, you watch pro guitar players and you think, so, there's no, absolutely no point in me learning to play guitar. I'll never be as good as that guy. Um, but we certainly shouldn't be discouraged um, by the pros. We should be encouraged to, to give it a try ourselves, you know. Yeah, I, I find um, my mum and dad, now my mum and dad are not sporty at all, um, they're really not, but they love watching certain sports um, and quite often it's like that they're, they're always cheering on the underdog, they don't ever want like the one that's, you know, the, the one that's going to definitely win or the things they oh no, no, they don't want, they want, they're cheering on and really, really cheering, you could probably hear them at the other end of the street and then my mum gets all <laughs> emotional whenever, you know, they've, they've done well, but it is actually there's something really I think there's something really special about that you know being able to see the best in others and you know just kind of you know spurring them on and also see whenever you're seeing these but you know you're watching sport and you see these wee but these glimpses of kindness that the others show each other um in that competitive arena and it takes you back but then it's like you think oh how that could be transferred into, into life. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I was yeah, thinking that... about transferring some of that if we begin to just think about faith and what we can learn about how important it is for us to encourage one another. Likes of that part of the scripture where it's is in Hebrews chapter, is it 12 or Hebrews 11 or 12, which is we're surrounded by such a crowd of witnesses that it's an encouragement. And... I was looking at, you're looking at some of the runners or looking at, at Wimbledon or even some of the football matches and all of a sudden somebody, the, the crowd get behind the team and all of a sudden something happens. They, you know, they, they produce magic. I, it's like, it's definitely, like, I like, we would maybe think it's like, oh, the Holy Spirit's at work here. You know, it's like this, something, it's something quite spiritual, isn't it? When that energy just kind of collective energy is transparent. Yeah, and that's what I'm trying to think. The church, if we church could realise the power, the energy, the collective <laughs> energy of God's people praying and believing. You know, one of the things that we, in Sanctuary First this week, we've been thinking about a wings, wedding, is it wedding, weddings, wine, wings and worship. And about the the idea of celebrating, believing, even if we're not in the place of celebration, but looking to the point where we will celebrate one day and enjoying that, likes of the, the football fans that know they're maybe not going to win the cup this year, but they look forward to they might win it next year. And, and there's that anticipation. And if we could grasp something of that in the church, in the Christian church, to see what God has planned for us, and believe that that we the promises. What we would be energized. We should be re-energized and re-energize one another. Yeah. Well, the, the the great one of the great the type of great cathedrals we've got in Scotland certainly are football grounds. You know, the the, the as well as you know uh, some of the shopping centres. Uh, but but if you think of sport and how people get behind their team and uh, you know and join in. Uh, and and men, you know, grown men singing. They, they say, "Oh, folk don't sing anymore." 
Uh, they do go to a football ground. <laughs> uh, you know, go to a Rangers or Celtic game, go to even a Kelly game. You know, uh, you'll hear them singing. Uh, they're singing their team. They're praising their team. You know, and and so we see worship at, at work and 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 that passion. If we could just, you know, connect with some of our, you know, it's probably blokes that are, are plugged into these teams, and if we could connect with that passion and 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 help people to see that, sure, support your team, but you know, there's a. There's a there's a there's a team much greater than than all of this. This is just a scent. This is a sniff of the glory and the joy and the praise that comes from knowing God. You know that that's really what it's all about. Father, Son, and Spirit. Let's get in that team, and uh, and sure that feeds our, our our other passions. It feeds our sporting passions, our knitting passions, our our whatever passions you know, cooking passions. Uh, but 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 yeah, absolutely. Uh, but 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 also church is in danger of, of that passivity as well. You know, folk just sitting mad couch disease watching the telly. Uh, we, we just watch the performer at the front leading the singing, or we just watch the preacher at the front preaching, and we're not involved really. We're just you know entertain me, entertain me, but we have to get involved. You know, and, and we have to find ways to in, in, encourage that involvement in our worship, not just to be passive. You know, to join in. Yeah, absolutely. Can I ask, how are you, Sam? Because I'm keen to, I was just thinking there about, you know, as we come out, uh, you know, we're kind of embarking on, you know, back to real life after COVID. And and just when you were saying about, you know, men, um, Neil, and I was thinking about actually probably youngsters as well, Robert, I'm thinking about, you know, people's mental health, and, and encouraging them. Um, and I was thinking about, your, you know, your your ministry, you know, with the sport and with the young people. And, and like, how are you energising them, you know, and, like, helping with their, their mental health and their spirituality? Might not be super popular to say as well, but young men are really important to the church. If you get the young men, you get the young women, and you get the mums and the dads back as well. And... Um, Right now, that's at the forefront of my mind, actually. How do we engage with young people, both because I've just started as a youth pastor, so it definitely should be at the front of my mind, but yeah, through the, the, the sport mission as well. And I think with young men, what you need to do is give them something to do. The most interest I've had so far has been, I've secured a little bit of training to do some work. And I've actually had more interest in coming and doing the work, perhaps doing the training and fixing stuff in the background and building things in the background than I've had for coming and doing the sports with us so far. Um, so I think actually, especially with young people, but especially with, with young men, what the church has to do is ask more of them than anyone else has, um, to value their labour more than anyone else has. Um, they're used to the easy sitting on the couch, playing the Xbox, and it's brought them no joy up until this point, no real joy. Um, mm. yeah, I think we engage with them best by giving them, giving them something to do. And, and frankly, by by communicating to them that you know we through Jesus have something, um, something to give to you, um, and you, as a as a beloved child of God, have something to give to us. Um, this is a two way street. You know, we're not begging you to come to church. Oh, please, you know. But at the same time, you're you're useful and you're acknowledged and and you're valued. So yeah, I think that's how we engage with young men. 
ask me in a few months whether I've been successful in that or not, and and we'll see. But yeah, that's what I think the next. Well, we need to get you back, Robert, to talk about that and see where that goes. Maybe, maybe not. We'll see if I'm successful having back. You know. So. Uh... Can I change the tack a wee bit? As we're doing this broadcast is going out. It's the eve of the Commonwealth Games, and uh, the all these athletes are there getting ready to do their very best. Um, I'm just wondering, Neil, could you give us a wee insight into what that must be like? Because you've been involved in in in, in, in being chaplaincy in Commonwealth Games, but also in the Olympics. What what will be going on in those uh, athletes' minds at the moment? And where is the role of chaplaincy and faith in all of that at this time? Yeah, so so there are kind of three stages, I think, in, in these games for the athletes and their backroom staff. There's there's the stages at the stage at the moment where they're coming into the village, the athletes' village, and they're finding their way around and they're 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 fine-tuning their training, certainly, and they're getting their mindset towards competition. And there's a fair bit of nerves about. So if you if you get a faith. Uh, you, you're looking for for folk of faith to to encourage you and support you, and and, and hopefully you get colleagues uh, that are in that situation. It can be an encouragement, but that's what the faith and well-being or multi-faith centre uh, can offer. It's you know you can go there and you can get find people of your faith and 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 persuasion that can pray with you, listen to you, support you, encourage you as you prepare for for competition. And then of course there's there's quite a change in the mood when the competition starts. You know, all the all the all the falderal uh, is over, and it's down to business. This is what we've been preparing for four years for. You know, um, and so there's a fair bit of nerves about. You know, so you're getting alongside people in their nervousness, in their anticipation, and they're getting psyched up. You're you're praying for and with and 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 helping people to worship and and to really tune in to to their faith and that that can be an extra. A, a real a real dimension of, of support and encouragement and then of course you've got the post competition stage where the majority of people are disappointed you know only there's only three medals there to win in each sport and if, if you've been you know if you've had your heart set in that medal or a medal and you've not reached or you've not even reached your per- personal best you know there's a huge amount of disappointment so you're you're journeying alongside people in, in in disappointment. You're helping that management of disappointment, and and uh, you know how am I going to face my family and my nation as I go back to, and and so it's 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 helping them to, it's helping them to to get in touch with who they really are. In fact, this disappointment take away the D and put an H. It's his appointment. This is God works all things together for good. This is this is a part of. Him growing you up into Christ, you know, from a faith, from a Christian faith perspective, this is all a part of you being built up into faith in Jesus, and 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 nothing's wasted, friend, you know. And but it, you know, you cry, you cry with some of the folk, but oh, the the joy that is also shared in the team where you you might have failed, but one of your team members got a medal, and it was lo- that was one of the things that really I loved the most was when. Someone didn't was really disappointed, but they were so ecstatic about one of their colleagues, their their fellow sports people, uh, and they brought them in with their medal, and they showed up showed off the medal of someone else. You know, I, 
that was that was one of the things that was all about for me. Uh, I loved it. And then you've got you've got Foothead and Home, of course. But they, they're the kind of three stages. So you're you're basically you know journeying alongside people and 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 facilitating people to worship and and to to tune into the the, the dimension that faith brings, the, the support and the strength and the freedom it gives. You know, trusting in God allows you to 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 give your best. I suppose what you're saying there is almost like a a little introduction to how we should be encouraging one another. You know, because, you know, in our lives we strive and we persevere. I was just been thinking about this. It's life for most of us is about striving and persevering. You know, because there's always some challenge, isn't there? It's, we've got to face, we've got to work through. And, and we're disappointed. But it's the people who draw alongside us that help us to keep going. And sustain us, isn't it? Absolutely. And and Peterson translates uh, perseverance as passionate patience in uh, Romans. You know where you know suffering produces uh, endurance, perseverance produces character, and character produces hope. And it's a hope that will not disappoint us because God has poured His love into our hearts. You know. So yeah, passionate patience. Yeah. So really what we've learned tonight is I think I'm trying to think through what I've learned tonight is that sport can be a real introduction to helping people dig deeper into their faith and to discover faith. And I wonder if there's any stories or you can share with us that maybe you've not able to me, we're just drawing this out of you, but are there any stories of, of someone or people you know who have discovered their faith through being involved in in, in sporting activities. Well, I remember Chris Akabusi. Was it Chris Akabusi? You see the guy who became a Christian at a Commonwealth Games, and he, he shared a he shared a room with with a Christian. He wasn't a Christian himself, and and it was just just seeing this this person, this guy's life and his discipline and reading the Word that that got him to read Mark's Gospel, and he came to faith. Um, through the games and 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 there are you know in sport there are there's the chaplaincy side that we just described but there's there's the evangelistic side that that that, that people who are colleagues fellow athletes uh, are able to do that, that that chaplains can't do they can't take that initiative to be evangelists but you can be an evangelist in your uh, you know in your sport and your team in your uh, your group you can you can encourage to to come to pay and there's lots of Christians in sport are great uh, athletes in action these are some of the organizations that are involved in in, in helping and encouraging you know that there's three things they say and uh, Christians in sport they say pray play and say pray play and say uh, so you see so you pray for the chances to share faith and, and and support people you perform you get you get right stuck in and then you you, you say you get the chance to, to talk about to talk about faith so that, there's there's an example of, of someone coming to faith um in a in a sporting situation yeah and there's something in that for all of us isn't it not just in sport but uh, for our lives to play well and uh, you know and then to be able to say why what's at the heart of what we do you know and bringing each day to the lord in prayer listen this has been mm -hmm. great i've really enjoyed uh, this discussion i don't know laura if you've got any 
any questions before we finish up with anything that's going through your mind that you want to ask? Uh, well, actually, I was just thinking the same, Albert, about how much I've enjoyed this discussion. And it's really um, opened it up for me because I have to say, I've seen, um, you know, I've seen like adverts, you know, for um, uh, sports ministry. Um, and I was like, oh, I wonder how that works, you know. And and so you actually be able to, to chat to you and, you know, get some insight actually is wonderful. And, and I can see how... It, it actually, you know, it's it, it is more yeah, it's that this getting alongside people is so important, you know, and where they are in their lives at that point, um, and it's and that's like so encouraging, um. So I just think it's really exciting, and and I do hope that um that you still come back on, um sometime soon and be able to like tell us more about what you've been up to because yeah this is just yeah. so interesting see i know that laura's not wanting to ask this question but i'm going to ask it for her how are you feeling about the quality of the women's football that's going on just now in the world <laughs> cup hey, and what's your feeling have you been watching have you been watching it and if you've not been watching it why have you not been watching it hey, and if you have been watching it what do you think well, it shows you how much you know about football, Albert, because it's not the World Cup, it's the Euros. The Euros, <laughs> there you go. Yeah, well, I have to say that I've not followed it, but but I, I am delighted that England are in the final. It'll be interesting to see how they go on against, well, we'll find out, is it Germany or France? Um, I, I, I love watching the goals they score and, and the skill they, they produce. And uh, um, so... Yeah, I think I think it's nice to see how women's football is coming on, and and in terms of sports chaplains, the UK, uh, the, the, we've got sports chaplains and and a lot of male football teams, but also moving into very much uh, ladies teams as well, and uh, uh, yeah, it's great. Don't don't ask me, don't ask me about uh, comparing quality with uh, with uh, <laughs> male male sport, but. Uh, this, I love I love the skills. Do you know it's just so wonderful to see actually women's football um really being you know pushed to the forefront. Um, like see when I was a wee girl, like I like I I grew up with a brother and um I loved um I loved playing football and I loved going to watch football. But at that time, um, there wasn't really there was no opportunities for me to go and play. Um, and you think it? I just it makes me really, you know, happy to know well if uh, my wee granddaughter, you know, um, when she gets bigger, um, you know, wants to play football, you know, she actually will be able to have that opportunity and be able, to, if she wanted to, you know, actually have a career as well. <laughs> She's not going to be denied. So it's uh, yes, it's just lovely to see this equality emerging. Well, can I just say how much I've enjoyed this? Uh this podcast the, tonight and been able to share with you and hear all these various aspects and how sport can connect with faith and how faith can shape sport but also shape the way we live our lives and so a big thank you to you Rob for being with us today and also to you Neil for joining us and of course as always thank you to you Laura for joining us for the late show next month we're hoping to have believe it or not the moderator of the general assembly on our podcast at the end of august 
So until then, have a good night. Bye.